Your number one Christian hit station presents Dog Watch. Former San Antonio police officer, author, and pastor, Tim Rupp, takes you through real-life scenarios and discusses excerpts from his books. You've never heard cop talk quite like this. Dog Watch starts now. Well, good afternoon or good morning, whatever time you're listening to us, and welcome to Dog Watch. I'm Tim Rupp in the Rev.FM studio in beautiful Idaho Falls. You know, fall is upon us, Gary. Tim. <laughs> that's me. You're Gary. That, that's, yes. that's, that's, that's the voice of Gary Austin, the Rev.FM manager, I, station I, manager. I, I do enjoy fall time, but I'm not quite ready. Not ready for fall? No. But, no. you know, I mean, that's because summer never got here. That's true. It's like it showed up for July, really, uh-huh. and it was done. Yeah. You know, it was, it, you know, but it was. Real hot. We've yeah. had a lot of rain this year, snow, yes. so that that's a blessing. Yeah. We don't yeah, want to, I'd rather be. have too much than too little. <laughs> that's for of, sure. Of, of the wet stuff, so we, we, yes. we thank the Lord for that. You know, the yeah. fire season's been, been pretty good to us mm-hmm. this year. Not a it lot. Has. Like, not yeah. smoke, you know. Hmm. Some some years it's like we start seeing smoke in June. Mm-hmm. It's like oh my goodness, and it doesn't <laughs> yeah, clear until all till, summer till till uh, the end of uh, October. But it's it's been right. good this year. Yeah, really has. Hey, you know, just got back from 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 Texas. We'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do that, we're gonna go to the Officer Down Memorial page yes. where we we select from Love history it. officers and honor them who were killed on this date, September thirteenth. In the line of duty. And so I have here De- Deputy Constable Andrew Jackson Russell. Andrew Jackson. Guess who he was named after? Hmm. I, I, I don't know. Um, Please tell. Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Andrew Jackson Russell. Into Watt Sunday, September 13th, 1874. Wow. Yeah, this is the wild, wild west, right? uh-huh. 1874. Yeah, Deputy Constable Andrew Russell was shot and killed as he and he and several other officers attempted to arrest two brothers who were wanted in Texas for stealing a horse. So these hmm. guys were in Missouri. This is the Campbell Township Constable's Office of Missouri. And they were trying to apprehend two brothers who were wanted for stealing a horse in Texas. The officers had traveled to Douglas County and located the men inside the family home. When the officers announced their presence, both subjects grabbed their rifles and fled out the back of the home. Deputy Russell and other and another officer ran around the home to the rear and started pursuing the men. So here we go, here we go, Gary. I mean, this is law enforcement at its best, I guess. Yeah. The, the bad guys run; they grab their rifles, and the good They're guys them. pursue them. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they were fleeing, fleeing on foot, and they, they went into the wooded area. And the father of the two bad guys was still in the home opened fire on the officers, striking Deputy Russell in the back and killing him. So, and it says here, it's it's not known if men were ever apprehended. Huh. You know, that's that's crazy, right? That is crazy. You know, as soon as, you know, shots being fired from behind you, your partner goes down. I'm Mm -hmm. sure the the, uh, father was apprehended, didn't say anything. But I'm sure he was arrested and put in in prison. Yeah. Deputy Russell served with with the Campbell County uh, Campbell, Campbell Township Constable's Office for approximately three years and previously served with the Springfield Police Department for at least three years. 36 years old at the time of his death, tour of duty six years. And he was a military veteran. Huh. So this was in the... I'll be darned. Yeah, so he's probably served in the Civil War. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet he did. Yeah, so because this was just uh, 
less than 10 years after the, the Civil War. So. Right. Yeah. Andrew wow. Jackson Russell killed in the line of duty. Very, on very interesting. What do you have there, Gary? Oh. This is Trooper uh, Joseph Cameron Ponder, uh, end of watch, September 13th, 2015. And uh, he was shot and killed after conducting a vehicle stop on the freeway. And pretty, very, very scary. Um, you know, put, uh, putting my myself, you know, you as a police officer of you know, experienced, um, I, I think similar things, but just the life of a law enforcement officer. But, um, so he observed this vehicle commit a traffic violation. So not a huge thing, but it was a traffic violation. Right. And so, um, he, the officer pulls him over, the vehicle fled during the stop. And then there was a nine mile pursuit. And then, uh, during the chase, the driver abruptly stopped his vehicle causing, of course, Trooper Ponder to crash into it. And then the man exited his car, and then he opened fire on him. Oh, wow. And shooting and killing him. And uh, the good thing is the subject fled the scene on foot, but he was located in a wooded area several hours later uh, by other members of the Kentucky State Police. And uh, the suspect was shot and killed hmm. uh, when he pointed his weapon at the officer. So. Yeah. Uh, he was also a U.S. Navy veteran, served with the Kentucky State Police for nine months. Um, he is survived by his fiance, parents, three siblings, and grandparents. And how old was so he? So he was thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. So he's a rookie officer. So he started policing at age of thirty or thirty-one. Yeah. And uh, very, which is very which young. is kind of a little bit older, but yeah, but, I, that's what I was but, thinking. But that's a uh, man. That's too bad. Yeah, and he, I mean, so, so I don't know, law enforcement, do they have, like, um, do you start at a city and work your way up? Or is no, that, it, it sounds it, like it, you started with what, the state. Whatever, yeah, whatever agency you start with. So uh, so you, you may want to start with, you want may want to be a state trooper. Okay. So you go apply with, with the state agency. Hmm. And uh, sometimes people work for a state agency. We had, when I worked on San Antonio, we had a couple uh, Texas troopers that equipped the the uh, uh, Department of Public Safety and came work for us. Hmm. On the other hand, we had other guys that would quit the PD. Not not too many would go to work for them. I'll but we'd done. have guys come into a because we were a larger PD and, and the benefits were better. Mm-hmm. We have guys that would start in a small agency. Now they didn't have to, but sometimes they would go to apply for San Antonio, and we wouldn't be hiring for another year, so they'd go work somewhere else and hmm. and start at least get a job mm-hmm. and then come over and transfer over. So. But, uh, but when you start with an agency, and generally it used to be you just start at the bottom rung. That's where you are. Mm-hmm. You started patrolling all that stuff. Lately, they've been doing more lateral transfers because of the shortage of police officers. And we're going to talk about that in, uh, in yeah. a little bit here. Yeah, that's good. But still, when you do the lateral transfer, if you were like a sergeant in one agency, you transfer over to another agency, you're going to be a patrolman. You're not going to retain your rank. Oh, so, okay. I mean, I, I don't think you do. Yeah. Because if you did that, sometimes you can get promoted real easy in a small agency and make sergeant or lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I'll transfer to somewhere. And I'm like, no, nah, you're not going to do that. Right. <laughs> you got to start out. So. <laughs> you're right. But, which makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, yeah. So, uh, got two guys, one in 1874, one in 2015. Yeah. Uh, killed in Lighty, both, both of them shot. shot 30s, yeah. You know, and it's like you said, that's just a routine stop. That's what mm-hmm. state troopers do. They, more than anything, they enforce traffic laws. Right. 
they enforce traffic laws, they, they, they work accidents, they help stranded motorists and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff they do. Yeah. And so uh, writing tickets, that's, I mean, that's all they do all day. Mm-hmm. And the guy takes off and flees and all of a sudden ends up shooting, you know. Yeah, very, very scary. It's crazy yeah. what, what they're doing. So, like I said, just got back from uh, uh, San Antonio recently. Nice. Uh, week, it was hot. Down was there, it? Gary, I tell you what, on Sunday, uh, I was down there, I think it was the, yeah, it was the end of the, the last Sunday in uh, August, I think it was the 27th, 110 degrees. Oh. In a parking lot after church. Oh, man. Wow. 110 Madness. degrees. 110. It was, it, was, it was hot the whole time there, over 100 every day. Humid there? Oh, humid, it's, yes. Oh, yeah. Hot and humid. Okay. So just stifling. I mean, I would get up. There was one day I got up in the morning, and it, the humidity wasn't that bad. I walked. I went outside and walked. I didn't even run while I was there. I just walked. Because oh. I'd get in the morning, you know, at, at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, I'd go outside, and it was like 77 degrees, high humidity. Oh. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, that is a different kind of heat. I, I, for I sure. can't believe I lived there for so long. But, you know, <laughs> you, know you, get, you get used to it. Yeah, you know? exactly. You, you get used to it. Uh, and you, you bear it. It's bearable. Mm-hmm. But when you're not used to it now that we've been here for 16 years, we're not used to that heat and humidity. Right. So uh, it's unbearable. Yeah. So, so what uh, what kind of things uh, did you do there? So there? a couple of things I did down there. So the reason why I went in August, like why in the world would you go to San Antonio in August? Right. That's a great question. <laughs> the reason why I went to San Antonio in August, because in on August 7th, 1977, my dad started New Life Baptist Church. Actually, it was New Life Bible Church at the time. Okay. Later changed New Life, uh, a Baptist church. And Pastor Matt Green called me about six months ago. He said, "Hey Tim, we're having the 46th anniversary. Would you like to come and preach?" <laughs> and I said, "I'd be honored to do so." Wow. So it was cool. So I was, I was able to go there. My parents, both my parents, are still alive, and and uh, so I was able to go there and see my parents and my brothers, and. Uh, Go 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 and 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 uh, preach at the church. Wow! And so that w- that was a blessing. And then this is what they had after you know because it was a, a anniversary celebration. They had brisket. Ooh! And the brisket they had is I can't I don't know the name of the company, but it's out of Austin. And this guy won the award for the best brisket in Austin. Oh, really? And he's connected to the church. I think his parents or somebody go to the church there. Oh. And so he he provides this stuff for free for the church. It's like three wow. or four thousand dollars worth of uh, brisket. Oh my goodness. And uh, you talk about good, Gary. I'll it bet. Was, it, it was probably bet. the best brisket. Oh, I that was that was excellent. So so as able to do that, and also while I was down there I'm part if you, if you look on my on my website thestrongblueline.org, I'm I'm also involved with a ministry called Make It Clear Ministries. Mm-hmm. Make It Clear Ministry is a is a Christian ministry, and their goal is to get the gospel out with clarity. And they have a, a Clarity Christian College. They have other things. They have a a, 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 a media d- a division where they do movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. They have radio shows. They're, they're uh, several different ministries, but one of the ministries I've partnered with them, the Strong Line has partnered with them, and we're developing a a chaplain, uh, basic chaplains course. Hmm. So we're looking at it's probably going to be about a 30 to 35 hour course. So it's going to be like a one week course, or almost a one week course that 
that I'm developing with the help of Clarity Christian College, and we're going to make that available because what what I found out over the the last few years is is there's a lack of training that's accessible to to uh, pastors and lay people who want to be police chaplains. Hmm. And so we're providing this. And and some people out there may say, well, if a guy's a pastor, he's been pastoring 10, 15 years, doesn't he have the tools he needs to be a chaplain? No, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Because chaplaincy and, and pastoring are really two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of crossover, obviously. You're ministering to people's spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. And so chaplains do that, pastors do that. But pastors minister to the people who's in his church already. Mm-hmm. Where a chaplain ministers to people in a time of crisis. So you may be riding with the police officer, you may be at home and the police call you and you need to go to the police and, and assist them making a death notification. Mm. Well, I mean, it's not people in your church, most likely it could be, but it's not people that you know. So you don't have a relationship with the people and you're delivering the news as a chaplain that somebody just died. Mm. That's different than a pastor. Sure, yeah, Because absolutely. usually a pastor finds out somebody died because the the purple's family call the pastor yes. and say, my dad just passed mm-hmm. away. And, and so you, you, you minister to them that way, do yeah. the funeral stuff. But this, so it's different. Plus policing, you're, you're a chaplain to police officers. And that's a total different thing. Mm-hmm. These guys don't go to your church. Right. Most likely, most of them will not go to your church. Uh, or a di- faith even. Are, are, of a different yeah. faith or no faith at all. And so you're still trying to minister to the spiritual needs of, of, of these officers. So chaplaincy is different. Than, than than pastoring a church, and so we have this this course to help help uh, uh, pastors to learn how to make death notifications, how to do this kind of stuff, how to minister officers. That is really and, cool, and, and all kinds of stuff. So so we're developing that. We're hoping it'll be out in the spring of 2024. So probably uh, March or April, this should be up and ready to go. And uh, we're we're doing all that. Uh, and so I spent a couple of days doing that. In San Antonio, meeting with that was really cool. So yeah, it was, it was a good trip. It was yeah. it was fun. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be out of that heat. <laughs> but uh, you know, trip going down there. This is amazing, Gary. I went down there. The plane, both planes were on time. What? Yeah, I I, I know. Brace oh, yourself. This is unfounded. Un- unfounded. Yes. Coming back. <laughs> Not so much. No, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> the first one was delayed, and and then I had a I I landed in Salt Lake City, and I had fifteen minutes till the next one departed. Oh, but I made it. Oh, wow. I was like OJ <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> back in the back in the in, in the long day. Oh, so, that's funny. Uh, anyways, yeah, it doesn't happen very often that they are uh, no no delays or. That issues is, it's it's rare so, nowadays. yeah it really is so yeah very interesting but there's a lot of things you know happening um you know and i, I know we're going to talk about this police one is the um foremost um uh resource of of things that yeah that, you know you talk about on the podcast and uh, some things happening in San it's, Antonio. Yeah, yeah. When I was down there, so when I was down there, a, a friend of mine, I just got off the phone with a friend of mine, retired police officer, uh-huh. and uh, about two or three hours later, he texted me, hey, so he, he said, we got two officers down on the south side of San Antonio. It turned out to be three officers were shot. And then the following week, like, well, actually two or three days later, another SAPD officer was shot. 
And just wow. recently another one. So I, I pulled up this thing, and this is from uh, September the 7th. And it says yesterday. So this this report came out September the 6th. On September the 6th, the headline is this. It has to stop, in quotation marks. Texas uh, officer wounded after being shot while trying to arrest an offender. And this is out of San Antonio. Texas peace officer was wounded after being ambushed with a shotgun on Tuesday. It's the sixth officer to be shot while trying to apprehend repeat offenders in the past wow. two weeks. So you have, and these these are repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. We just read about eighteen seventy four, where exactly. guys from Texas were trying to, you know, they yeah the, the officer went went to, to make an arrest, and here are these are repeat offenders, and it says the suspect who has already wanted on two felony charges was armed was armed and dangerous, so apparently. Gun laws are not doing any good because it's <laughs> right. illegal for 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 a convicted felon to be armed. Yeah, but he was armed, and it says it took SWAT and patrol teams hours to get him into custody. Uh, this is from Chief William McManus. He says this: "This is ridiculous. It has to stop. This individual is another case of someone who shouldn't have been in, who should have been in jail. This is a dangerous. This is a danger to public safety. Having folks like this on the street, and this isn't." This isn't a one-off. There's plenty of other cases out there like this. Chief McManus is getting upset. Yeah. You know, he's having to go. He had to go to six spouses or six families and tell them, we're sorry your officer was shot. Mm -hmm. Your your spouse or your your son or or whoever was was shot. The district attorney seemed to... uh, seemed to respond to his office's de- his office's defense saying that he too has a job and that requires being able to prove cases according to a news report chief Mc- mcmanus responded that he would not allow the sapt to accept responsibility for all those cases being dismissed I'll you know be what darn. chief mcmanus was chief when i left and, and really? I'll, be, I'll be i'll be straight up with you i i, I did not care for the way he he ran the police department mm-hmm. but here saying here he's saying he's defending his officers and mm-hmm. and he's defending they don't blame us for bringing you good cases so you can't prove them yeah the, 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 it's but what's disheartening about this is you got the police chief and the da you know at odds with the others while you have at odds with each other while officers are being shot I know it's it's and, real unfortunate and it, and more of a big city problem, right? It it is a big city problem, but you know what, Gary? That's not the only place there are problems in policing. Oh, there are really? small city problems. That sounds like it was a setup. <laughs> Man, it was. I have a. This is from uh, Associated Press, uh, Police One. Small towns across the U.S. dissolve, P- devolve PDs amid officer shortages, increasing uh, resignations. Huh. And so, yeah, you have officers, and you got my copy, man, because it's all marked up. This one's not marked up. You're cheating. <laughs> Somehow. Oh, Tim Rupp. Tim Rupp. Yeah, I got I all you were making notes up. for me. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I did not make notes for you. <laughs> but th- this is, uh, uh, it, it features the good who police department where the chief up and quit now i read down through this article and uh they had given the chief this small city gave the chief a thirteen thousand dollar year pay raise whoa well yeah i don't know how much he was getting but he got a thirteen thousand dollar 
a month pay raise, a, a year, not, not a month, a year pay raise, so over $1,000 a month pay raise. And he told, he said, we got to pay these officers more. Mm-hmm. And they increased the officer's pay raise. But at the end of the article, the chief said, you know, the chief just quit because he said, hey, we're paying these officers $22 an hour. That's what they were mm-hmm. getting paid. That's $10 less per hour than the county pays. Hmm. So no wonder why these officers yeah. are leaving. They're going to different agencies. Uh-huh. But the, the problem is this. As I read down through this, it said this. America is, is, is in the midst of a police officer shortage that may – that many in law enforcement blame on two a twofold morale hit in 2020, which I agree with this. The uh, uh, corona pandemic and criticism of the police that boiled over with the killing of George George Floyd by a police officer. And you remember that time, you know, in 2020. Remember that, Gary? We were here, yeah, doing we going, were. going through all that, that stuff yep. going through uh, that what was happening around the country. And it says from Minnesota to Maine, Ohio to Texas, small towns are unable to fill to fill jobs that are eliminating and are eliminating their police departments and turning their work over to the county sheriff, a neighboring town or the state police. So one thing that I want to put the listeners at ease at if you live in a small town and many small towns do not have a police department or many that have them are doing away with them because they just can't staff them anymore. Hmm. It costs too much money. So that doesn't mean that, oh, if you dial 911, nobody's going to come. The county will take over mm-hmm. or the state police. Generally, it's the county. And what they what they do, Gary, let's say you have a county and let's say you have 50 deputies that's working that county, so mm-hmm. law enforcement patrol. And you have a small town and that small town, let's say it has four officers, you know, a chief and three officers. Mm-hmm. Well, they dissolve that. So, they're not going to re- they're not going to get four deputies to take over that because the fact of the matter is you had four officers there one was an administrator he's the chief mm-hmm. he's doing the paperwork he's making sure the guys getting their training doing all that kind of stuff right and then you had maybe three officers and one's working a shift what you get is is they'll probably fund one or two positions and increase their staffing so you have more of a patrol presence Oh, okay. So throughout the county, it says so. The county has fifty officers, but on the night shift, let's say they had ten officers working. Well, now they have eleven officers working. Hmm. So you don't get all. And and reading through this, it says that the small towns have not noticed an increase in crime. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. That is a good thing. And they said, that, and and the response time has been good. Huh. So you know, yeah, that's counties, a the the officer, the generally counties. The, the deputies that work for a county, they live in that county, mm-hmm. you know, and so they want to take care of their home, sure. home ground. So, you yeah. know, they want to provide uh, uh, officers uh, or they want to pr- provide police protection mm-hmm. to everybody. So but, for so for example, you've got um, like the city of Ammon. Right. Uh, who the county, the county covers. They don't have their own correct. police department. That is correct. But like the city of Chubbuck. They have their own they have police their own department. Police. Yeah, and it's quite a bit bigger but town. It's bigger, yeah. But but um, uh, Ammon's pretty good size now. It is. It's getting pretty big. It is, and, it's, big and it's growing. You know, it's, it's what fifteen twenty thousand. Yeah. So it's a pretty good sized town. Yeah, it is. And they wanted at one time, Gary, not too long ago, they wanted a police department. So why would a small town? Let's say you got your mayor and your two or three, four city council people. Why would they want their own police department? Mm-hmm. A couple of reasons for that. One, you think, well, police protection. Mm-hmm. You know, you want that, and that, that's good. Everybody wants that. Another thing, though, mayors like to have 
police chief working for him for them. For, uh-huh. A little bit of political thing going on there. So you you know brother-in-law thing. You got to be careful about that. It happens in big big towns too. Politics are always in the play. Mm-hmm. But when they realize that it's going to cost, and I'm just making up these numbers now. When they realize it's going to cost two million dollars to start a police off police department and then 1.5 million dollars a year to keep it when the county says we'll take care of you for nine hundred thousand dollars a year like ah, okay yeah it's a deal you know hmm. and so okay. so that so that the the county provides and they actually have officers that are dedicated to work in ammon because mm-hmm. ammon is not a town of a thousand people right you know it, it's a larger town so mm-hmm. yeah and it's been working well Mm-hmm. And so it, it works it works out uh, uh, really well because if you have a small agency, you have four officers and you got a guy that's on vacation and then you got an officer that got injured and he's off, you, you're down 50%. Right. Yeah. You know, just like that where you have a large agency and you got, you know, 50 people and you got one guy, guy sick and a couple people on vacation. That's okay. You still got a lot of people to fill in. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really, a lot of times it's a lot, it's a lot better. The negative thing is, is sometimes you don't have the personal policing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have two or three guys that are working the city. They know everybody, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so, so there's good and bad. So, so does the county have, um, wow, did you see that clock? I did. I was shocked. <laughs> wow, me too. But so the, so the county still, they have, I know they have a, like an Ammon uh, field office. Right. Um, so that they cover. But does the county officers, they still um, patrol. They have certain areas of the county. Yes, they Which do. may include parts of Idaho Falls. Right. Or, yeah. you know, well, that yeah, they, that, well, that they They're cover. out of Idaho Falls because Idaho Falls takes care of itself. It has uh-huh. its own, own police department. But they have guys that will have like one or two guys that's dedicated to Ammon. And them guys stay in Am- Ammon their whole shift. That's where oh, they stay. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, if there's an emergency call and they have to go over, they go over and they cover. Mm-hmm. They help out other officers. But you, you'll have districts or uh, sections or wh- whatever agency, whatever they, they want to term the, the beat. And so if you have a county as big as we do, we have backcountry guys. They're uh-huh. over on the other side, way over there by a, a Swan Valley and all that stuff. Okay. And he's by himself out there. Huh. One person all wow. night long, and their closest guys, and maybe one of us, you know, one of the guys on this side, 30, 40 minutes away. Hmm. So, I'll be done. so, yeah, they're out there by themselves. Huh. But in the on this side, you you have like, you know, three, four, five de- uh, uh, deputies working at a time. They all got different beats, so they're not yeah. all in the same place. Oh, I see. So, huh. Spread out and covered. So okay, that's where we're at. Hey, and uh, we got to go, Gary. Yeah, we do. Because you're you're gonna cut my mic off here in a minute (laughs) because you are the station manager. Hey, thanks for listening in. If you have a topic or question you want addressed on Dog Watch, please send me an email. Can email suggestions, questions, comments, or complaints to dogwatch at the rev.fm. That's dogwatch at the rev.fm. Thought from the good book today: the sons of Elam were men who were mighty warriors, bowmen, having many sons and grandsons. 150. These were Benjaminites. Hey, thanks for joining us. Remember, make the watch strong. Dog Watch is brought to you by the Strong Blue Line and your number one Christian hit station. Send your comments and questions to dogwatch at therev.fm. You can download the Dog Watch episodes from therev.fm as well as offer your financial support for this program. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. Be enabled in your faith with Dog Watch.